Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saros podcast. Today, I'm so excited. This is the second fella I've had on the podcast, but this fella is literally like if you could get an injection of serotonin just injected into your veins, it would be this person. So, I just want to introduce the fabulous Kegs to the podcast. Do you want to say Hello, hi? How are you? What's the hi. crack? Um, I'm so excited to have Kegs on. I was the only there thinking today. I was like, if someone had a gun to my head and asked me what was your first name, I would be dead because all I know is five Kegs. <laughs> like, first name's Cahar, like the number four in Irish. Yeah, literally. I was just thinking, and I was like, what's his first name? Like, or my boyfriend asked me, he's like, what's his name though? And I was like, I actually don't I know. I don't even have my name anywhere. I just be known as Kegs everywhere now. <laughs> No, literally, like I love it though. It's so suit you, like. But um, like even my even some of my friends, like I obviously travel a lot, and like a lot of my friends that I've met through traveling, whenever yeah. they say they bump into like a friend that I have from home, and they're like talking about Cahar, my friends are like, the "Fuck is that?" <laughs> genuinely, is that how would you like if I were to meet you and like somewhere else and like say, "Oh, hi, what's your name?" Would you say Cahar instead of Kegs? No, I'd say Kegs. Really? Yeah, I say Kegs yeah. everywhere now. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I love it. So it's easier. It is. And I just, I don't know, it suits you. Like, it's just so happy and lovely. Yeah. Like. To be fair, if I met like an Irish person, like abroad, I would say kegs, but I'd be like, but my real name is Cahar. But obviously people outside of Ireland can't say it. Yeah, I know. Fair enough. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, your name would be so difficult to yeah, say. Yeah, that's why I got kegs. Because whenever I started traveling, like I moved to Ayanapa, like straight after school. And I was my first time becoming friends with like English people. Yeah. And not one person could say my name. And then. This Geordie girl just randomly called me Kegs, and now here I am, nearly six years later, as Kegs. But me and you met at Sinead Hegg's Braveway launch, so that's where we met each other. And I literally was just mad about you the second I met you. I was like, it's such a happy person. Like, but so let's kick off the podcast. Um, I have a few questions, and oh, also before I get into it, uh, Kegs is starting his own podcast. So do you want to talk about that real quick? Yes, so I started recording last month, but I've, I've literally had this idea that I wanted to do a podcast before I even started social media, like at the start of COVID, like what, two years ago now, and like, it's always been in my head, and I was actually going to start it like a year and a half ago, but something just stopped me, and then I traveled for a year, I made loads of contacts, and now I'm like, right, this is the time to start the podcast, so it's launching tomorrow, um, <gasps> so the Kegs podcast is called. Yeah. Perfect. You have some really cool guests lined up. Like, y'all will hear about this podcast. I know it's going to blow up. It's going to be unreal. Uh, what's the vibe of the podcast for people wondering if it's their type? Um, so it's all about like travel, mindset, spirituality. It's just good vibes, but also talking about like maybe serious things in people's lives, like mental health issues, like dealing with like sexuality or abuse or anything like that. But it's like it's mostly lighthearted fun, but also okay. touching on subjects that people like can relate to and take it like take take from as well absolutely okay brilliant okay that's I'm excited for that one now I'll be listening to it tomorrow um okay so I'm gonna talk about your traveling you've done loads of traveling and you've lived in some really cool places so what are your favorite traveling memories and experiences and stories and where have you lived oh my goodness I could talk about traveling for days um so I've always wanted to travel like literally from as young as I can remember I've always said I wanted to go traveling I want to travel and I remember my last few years of school, I was sort of like, I felt I wasn't, I wasn't in the best headspace. I didn't have good mental health or anything. And I just wanted away. I didn't care. I just wanted away. So I remember bumping, meeting a girl who started doing like summer seasons and like party places. Yeah. And she gave me like contacts to go away. So I literally got, I was 18 years of age. Thinking back, I was a babby and I got a <laughs> one-way flight to Ayanapa in Cyprus on my own. I just was like friggin' I'm away. So I went there for the whole summer and had the time of my life. And that's, that gave me the taste for traveling. But then yeah. after that, I went sort of 
I went to uni and was doing like an apprenticeship. So I was working in like a corporate firm in a suit four days a week and a uni one day a week. And it was not for me. Like I hated it. I feel like I was doing it for like other people and not myself. Yeah. And like yeah. deep down, I knew I just wanted to travel. So I stuck it out a year and a half. And then after I basically left that there all behind me and booked the next flight out of there, left everything away. And I have been traveling nonstop since. So I've, I think it's near, I think it's three and a half years. I've just been traveling oh nonstop. Um, I couldn't even imagine you in a suit. No, like, I couldn't imagine not. you like in an office I, nine to five. <laughs> I was a wee, a wee 18, 19, I was an 18 year old boy going into banks with suits and business meetings with what? these like 40 year old men. I was like, what no. am I doing? No. Um, but yeah, I've just been traveling. So mostly I've been doing like every summer I've sort of lived in like party places. So in the summers I've lived in like uh, Ayanapa, Marbella, Magaluf, and then I've done three summers in Ibiza. Yeah. And then for the past three winters, um, I've sort of just been traveling about. So I've lived in like a ski resort. I've lived in, I lived in Miami for spring break. I worked on a cruise ship in Australia. And then last winter I lived in Mexico. It's fucking crazy. Like when you say it all like that, it's like, you've literally dotted yourself around the world. I can't even imagine like, where did you get the balls at 18 to be like, fuck it, I'll move by myself. Like at 18, if my friends didn't do it with me, I would have been like, not a hope. Yes. Well, to be fair, I think, my last like, few years in school, I was I went through a bit of a difficult time with dealing with like my sexuality and dealing with yeah. like, I'm from like a really small town in Ireland and I went through just a really hard time and I sort of distanced myself from all the like the bo- I went to an all boys school so I like distanced myself from all the boys in school and right, a enough. lot of my friends were older so I would be like flying over to like them in like England and Scotland and stuff going over to them in uni and partying with them they're like your uni uni campuses more or less yeah. so I feel like I got the confidence to sort of be away by myself then and I think because I hated it that much where I'm from I just wanted away like I yeah. just needed to get away and I think I just was like I'd rather be away than even be here because I was just so unhappy here um at that time in my life and um, yeah. so I was just like fuck it and then once you just do it yourself the first time and you meet people who are also doing it it does it becomes easy yeah like it really Absolutely. does like I could literally like I'm moving to Bali next week and I have no fear in me at all and people are like <gasps> you're not scared of going away and stuff and I'm like I have more fear going to the shops in my local town than I do getting a flight to Bali by myself does not just speak volumes like small town Ireland is a fucking ruthless place. Oh, it I really, really is. Wait to hear this. So my wee brother, right? He's, we go, I don't know if she, I, he told me not to say anything, but none of his schoolmates are going to be listening to this to be fair. Okay. But um, <laughs> he was in school today. And obviously people like around here know me from TikTok. And there was these boys in school like slagging me off. And they were, they were saying, um, that boy Keggs is so weird. People from Ireland shouldn't be gay. And I was like, that just shows the small town mentality of where I'm from what and what these parents the are teaching their kids. <laughs> it's mental. Like. It, actually, it actually is mental. It is mental. It's definitely worse around fellas. I'll never forget one time I was in Boston. My boyfriend was playing GA over there and we were chatting. I forget what these lads are from, but they're from somewhere up north, let's say. And they were just like, uh, I, they might have been from Fermanagh I'm not sure where these lads from like I wasn't really good friends with them but they're like yeah if I saw two lads kissing I'd spit on them I was like excuse me I was <laughs> what like, no literally like exactly like you say just some people are just I don't know to be fair it's got it's definitely got a lot better over the past few years and yeah. I feel like through traveling it has really showed me it has really opened my mind and it also shows me that everyone who travels is such an open mind and like doesn't give a shit like yeah. everyone, everyone's human, you know what I mean? Um, but then when you come home, you sort of do see it a wee bit, but I do feel like it, is, it has got a lot better. And I definitely think that I'm trying to use my platform and my open-mindedness to help other people from here become more open-minded and just yeah. accept everyone for who they are and let everyone live life as their true selves. 
literally because I do think that when you see someone literally living unapologetically a part of you is like oh, I could do that too it's like you give permission to other people to do the same and whether they say it to your face or not or it's just like a thought in their head they absolutely do think that way because when I see someone doing something that I'd be so scared to do like they just fill me up with a bit of courage that kind of a way yeah 100 percent. what are your what are some of your favorite like traveling memories or like experiences oh wow um my favorite traveling experiences I would say I've always sort of loved exploring and stuff my first few years I did love it but then I feel like my life and my mindset and my actual self sort of changed in Ibiza the first season so I remember I was just absolutely loving my life I felt so accepted I felt like I had so many good friends in Ibiza and I was just having time in my life. Like we're going out all the time. I had the best job ever. Like I worked in Ibiza Rocks and I was was literally, my job was to literally walk around Ibiza every day and have the crack and chat to people and try and get them to go to Ibiza Rocks, which everyone was going to anyway, because it's such a popular venue. And I was like, this is the best job in the world. I'm getting paid to do this. Like I'm getting paid to party and chat shit to people. Like that is just made for me. Yeah. Um, But then I remember there was one time we were at a party and the sun was rising and I remember just looking around me and it was the first time I think in my life where I've actually been properly present in the moment. And like the sun was rising. I was looking around at all my friends having a good time. And I started hysterically crying. Like I had goosebumps all over my body. I had unbelievable feeling of joy and happiness and love. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best moment of my life. Like it just felt insane. Like I couldn't stop crying. I was like, I would think about to my best friend, Tori, I can't stop crying. I'm so happy. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> um, but I think at that moment, that was when I sort of had my sort of spiritual awakening. Yes. Um, because I remember after that moment, then I started picking up on like mindset messages and spiritual messages from like people's Instagrams. Like Sinead Haig was definitely a big inspiration for me. Yeah. Um, and other people like that. And I just started like, listening to audiobooks and listening to podcasts and just learning more and more and more and that was definitely my spiritual awakening at that moment I think and um, so that's definitely one of my best moments from traveling also Mexico Mexico was just <gasps> the time of my fucking life I, I when I first went to Mexico um I think I went to escape because I had my I basically made a, I, my, my main thing is like TikTok and yeah. my first account was deleted at Christmas and I was fuming because I was like nearly on 100,000 followers and then I was like, for fuck's sake. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go to Mexico with my friends, go for yeah. a two week holiday and we'll come back and get back stuck back in. We went for this two week holiday. I was a bit depressed and I was like, oh my God, this place is insane. Like when you think of Mexico, you think yeah. of like cartel run down third world country. Yeah. No. Oh my God. It is the most beautiful place in the world, has the best vibes in the world. You're in the middle of the jungle, surrounded by absolute beauty. The people are so cool. It has the best parties on the planet. Like, you go to these like jungle raves and you walk, you leave your phone before you go. You get buses into the middle of the jungle and you literally in the middle of the jungle, big massive, huge stages with like massive, like, um, what do you call it? Big holograms of like yeah. lights everywhere, all over the trees. And you're like surrounded by water, surrounded by trees. You literally feel like you're in the Avatar movie. Like it oh looks my God, phenomenal. Oh just, my God, And then we were like, we were there for two weeks. And after the two weeks came, we were like, we're not going home. So we extended yeah. for a month. And we ended up extending for five and a half months. <laughs> I would actually die to move to Mexico. Like die. When it's you were sharing, you are on your stories there. Like there's one, I don't know what festival was just on. And Zamna. it was like, I could, yeah. And, and whatever. Afterlife with a big guy dropped down. Yes, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. And I was just like, no, I need, need to go no, experience All of my life. friends are there right now. Like, well, not all of them, but like a few of my friends are there right now. 
and I'm watching their stories and I'm meant to move into Bali next week and I'm like should I just go back to Mexico instead <laughs> like should I change my what I'm doing I'm honestly the most indecisive person ever like the other day I was sat down and I was like right I'm either going to Bali Thailand Costa Rica Guatemala Mexico like where the fuck am I gonna go like I couldn't decide yeah because yeah. like you're that type of person like you're like gone to London and you're like I'm supposed to go home but I'm gonna stay another week you just are the definition of go with the flow and see where it goes fuck it mentality <laughs> no literally and I love that about you and I feel like that's why a lot of your followers love about you as well so were you always was it just kind of once you started traveling you kind of got that way because you talked about being in the present moment, but I feel like that's how you live your life every day. Because if you don't feel it's right to catch that flight, you'll just put it back and you'll cancel it. So. Yeah, I just, li- I just live in the moment and see what happens and just wing it. Like I literally just wing life. Like I, I feel like I definitely love being in the present moment, but also like everyone, you sort of think of the future, think in the past, stuff like that. I, but I definitely, to, yeah. I feel like I definitely try and live in the present moment and just be like, fuck it. Like just whatever feels right in the moment. Like I can't make plans. Like if so- somebody's like, what are you doing in two weeks? I'm like, I don't know what country I'm going to be in in two weeks. We cannot make plans for two weeks. Like I'm very, very, very last minute. And I'll yeah. just decide like a couple of days before. Um, Obviously with ballet, I know you have to sort things beforehand. So I've prepared a wee bit, but yeah. Um, majority of the time I'm just like last minute. That's freaking just be like, right, let's go. Let's go somewhere tomorrow. Yeah. Well, how old are you again, Cakes? I, uh, I just turned 24. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you know what I mean? Baby, you can do whatever you want. Oh my God. Not yeah. a single person in their 20s knows what the fuck they're doing they might no. pretend and like act they do but they fucking yeah. don't like your 20s is all about finding out who you are finding out what you like in life taking risks trying new things trying as many things as you possibly can to actually see what you're passionate about to actually see what yeah. you like doing like i am trying so many different like things and like, i have so much stuff going on right now but i'm just like I'm dabble in this dabble in this dabble in this. see what i actually like dude you know what I mean? fuck it you're only yeah. young once yeah literally oh my god i feel like after this podcast i'm gonna go and be like quit my job <laughs> <laughs> like, like, do it come to Bali with me I fucking love it like um that actually brings me on to a question I really want to ask you as well it's like what was ayahuasca like because I will absolutely do that in my life sorry mom. ayahuasca is hands down <laughs> the best thing that I've ever done in my entire existence so for um, anyone oh yeah go on sorry I was gonna say for people who don't know but you're going I was to about to say for anyone who doesn't yeah. know um so ayahuasca is basically a plant medicine that say like south american it's from like south america i think but it's yeah. basically like a plant medicine and it's like a psychedelic plant medicine so with me i i've heard about it because how did i hear about it i remember right i remember it was in the simpsons movie I remember the Simpsons movie and Homer drank this thing, tripped out, found out what his purpose was from that girl with the big boobies jingling. Oh my God. Yeah. So I remember as in when I was like a teenager, I remember like researching what that was because it it intrigued me. I don't know what it was. I was just drawn to it. I was like, that intrigues me. What is that? So I Googled, researched it and I had heard about ayahuasca years ago. And then I had kind of, when I got a bit older and got a a bit more into spirituality, I started listening to people on podcasts talking about ayahuasca and how it changed their lives, all this here. So I was like, right, I definitely want to do that at some point. So I was thinking I was going to do, because I was meant to be traveling Asia last year, but then COVID obviously stopped me. Um, So I was thinking I was going to do it in Asia. And then when I arrived in Tulum, I was like, right. I I didn't click for me for a few days. And then after a week, I was like, oh my God, this place is so spiritual. They definitely do ayahuasca. When I thought it that morning, right? Went to my barbers that evening. And my barber started talking to me about his, how his friend done ayahuasca yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, I was literally thinking about it this morning. So I was like, right, this is my calling. This is meant to yeah. happen right now. So I got the guy's number and a week later, no, two weeks later, because you have to, um, 
you have to like fast for like a week so you're not allowed to drink no no drink no drugs no sex no meat no garlic i don't know why no garlic what? but just random stuff like that you're not allowed to do any of that for a week um and you have to be basically eating healthy like fruits and veg and loads and loads yeah. of water um so then i was just like fuck it so went on my own with this like group of people and this guy called momo who's honestly he's like an angel sent from heaven he is literally like honestly i've never met a more like angelic human in my life um but yeah he basically is like gathering all the people so we go and basically go into the jungle and you're there's this big temple right and everyone's like camping out in the middle it's in the middle of the jungle everyone's camping out like maybe like 40 people yeah and there's like shaman and um everyone started just meditating and we're here so the first person i said beside i was like oh my god it's all these like mexican people blah blah, blah. first person i said beside well, what's the crack? I was like, fuck off. Are you Irish? Some random <laughs> Always. girl. Some random girl. I had not met, by the way, I had not met a single Irish person in Mexico and I had been there for like two months at this stage. And I was like, what the fuck? This like random Irish girl. She flew over for Ar- from Ireland for this. Oh and she never, she never ever dabbled in drugs, never dabbled in anything in her life. And literally was just a yoga instructor and wanted to do ayahuasca. And I was like, that is amazing. Unbelievable. Um, so basically you're all meditating. You go up and like you do this thing called rapé first where they okay. like blow this dust up your nose and that just grounds you and makes you okay. look really like grounded and you just meditate and shit yeah and then you go up drink the ayahuasca which is absolutely fucking disgusting by the way <laughs> it's, oh, no. it's like i don't even know what's disgusting it's just like gravel from the ground and um, drink a lot of it so yeah you drink like a cup of it and you say your intention into the cup so my intention was i trust you show me what you need to see me so basically ayahuasca is known as the grandmother spirit so the grandfather spirit is the wind the grandmother okay. spirit is basically nature and like okay. trees and all of nature and that is basically the spirit of ayahuasca and she okay. has all the knowledge from all the trees and all the all the plants around the world so that's why she can give you like an insight on how you can heal your life because there's and every experience is different also by the way like every single experience is different it shows yeah. you what you need to see in that time um but yeah you basically drink it and the first time i done it um I basically started like it takes like an hour to kick in yeah and then I started seeing all these light, like lasers coming down from the sky and then all the trees started turning into creatures like I seen like a grandfather made out of branches kissing his like grandchild and I was like what the hell and then all these like creatures came down and sort of grabbed me and lifted me up so I was like sitting up and all I could see was you know guardians of the galaxy you know like Groot. yes so yeah. there was four of him around me and they started moving my body doing this like weird dance and shaking me loads. And that was me releasing my ego so I could accept the my medicine. Yeah. Um, and then after that sort of happened, the shaman, the shaman and the people working at the ceremony are like unbelievable musicians. So they're singing and playing these spiritual instruments. And whenever he's singing, the ayahuasca spirit goes through his voice. So whenever he's singing, it doesn't sound like a human singing. It sounds like you can't even describe it. It's like really crazy to listen to it. But then whenever he starts doing that, everyone be sick. So everyone, you basically have this bucket in front of you and you'd be projectile vomiting for ages, like throughout the night, but that's getting rid of all the toxic, all the negative, all the bad shit out of your body. Like, but whenever you're being sick, it's good things being yeah. sick out of you. And like, I remember being sick for the first time and I was looking in the bucket and there was like monkeys in my bucket and they were like, welcome in the vomits. So they were like, vomit, welcome. It's good. Like all these monkeys. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. This is class. Um, Are you in the forest? Is that when you're doing this? You're in the middle of the jungle. I, by the way, the first time I done it was a full moon. I think so. I was I had planned to do it two times before, but each time it was postponed because I had stuff going on, and I was like, I'm not ready to do it yet. Yeah. And then the night I done was the full moon. I was like, oh my god, I didn't even know it was a full moon. Like this was meant to happen on this night. It's like extra powerful. 
hundred percent that and like maybe crystals and all and like you can see the power coming off your crystals and all like you build a connection with them and stuff oh um God. for anyone who's not into this sort of stuff I, I swear <laughs> I'm not crazy <laughs> yeah um, I'm with but, you too so it's right go on and then what else happened after that so then you start going through trauma in your life so I started getting like visions and memories of things that maybe happened to me in my teenage years like really like at the time I probably didn't think they were traumatic but even small things and things that actually really affected me negatively and that still probably affect me till that time yeah and I went through all this stuff forgive other people forgive myself understood why these things happen and started seeing life in different people's perspectives and then I started I just healed all of this stuff at once and I started like crying loads like I was really really crying and then I started um seeing my relationship with like my family and my friends and basically grew this unbelievable love for all my family and friends because for some reason I sort of it's not distanced myself but I just wasn't as close as I am now to my family but yeah. after I don't know what it was I was traveling I just wasn't as close as I was I, like, I was still yeah. speaking to them. we had a good relationship really good relationship but like I just wasn't had didn't have this like really 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 close bond like I, I kept things from them I kept yeah. things about my life from them yeah um because I thought I probably shouldn't tell them like some crazy shit about my life. But yeah. um, after that ceremony, I was like, oh my God, my relationship with my family is like that. I tell them everything. Like it's I literally it changed my relationship with all my family. It changed my relationship with my friends and it's changed my relationship with myself because during it as well, I started seeing myself as like a really good inspirational person. And yeah. I was like, why have I not seen myself like this before? Because I actually, I feel like I, I am a wee bit. Um, yeah. so I gained this sort of like love for myself and I started just being like oh my god this is class and mm-hmm. then it started showing me things that I need to implement into my life and things that I need to remove in my life to make my life better after that day yeah. um so it helped me that way but well. honestly I learned so much in this first oh sitting and then what else happened that night um oh and then I just sort of after I went through all of that like deep hectic yeah. stuff inside that's when you start like enjoying yourself so they start singing more like singing and dancing songs and I I started walking around the jungle and I was just like looking at all the plants all the trees all the nature and like I looked up at this I lay on this bench and looked up at the sky and the moon was just this big powerful ball of energy and then the clouds the clouds would drift over me and the clouds would be making like funny faces at me as if so I was like oh my god the clouds are like jokers they're there for our entertainment we need to look up yeah. at the clouds and like appreciate the beauty of them and yeah. then I was like walking around the trees and all the trees are like different creatures like I could see like a mum and dad and their two kids like all as like a family and I was yeah. like oh my god we need to look after nature we need to look after planet earth because they actually are living things like they actually are spirits inside of those like creatures you know what I mean yeah um oh my god I sound like real heavy to be Madness, no but, but it's it's so it's like oh, this, is the, like, this is the ayahuasca you know what I mean? um, yeah this is and, what it is and, and to be honest like to get the benefit you have to be in that headspace it's you can't really go as a skeptic you kind of have to go with someone like accepting for whatever process it is and with an open mind but I love all that and like it's something I'm die. dying to do but you've I done more it. than that like I know you were doing like the frog venom or whatever it is oh, yeah, the, the <laughs> in Ireland Campo. yeah Campo. and I done the I done um what else did I do? I've done the Bofu as well, which is like DMT. I've done it in Mexico as well, which is a cool experience. But yeah. I've done it after ayahuasca. So like I dealt with all like my trauma stuff. So I was like yeah. living life and I've done the Bofu and I basically went on this like journey through like, you know, the you know the, uh, hen- the Hindu elephant, the Ganesh or whatever? Yes. Got, got them tattooed on me. I love um, that. It basically opened the gates of their like dimension and I was going through this like river with all mountains and rainbows and waterfalls and all these yeah. Ganesh elephants were like, welcome to our world. <gasps> but it, But the journey through the river 
was me overcoming the fear of judgment. So after, because before I went in, I was getting a lot of like trolling and stuff and it was affecting me a wee bit. And after the journey, I was like, I don't give a fuck about them. Yeah. So I love it. If anyone is like, listening to us and they're like, what the hell? There is a documentary actually. It's either on Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. Could be on Amazon Prime, but it has loads of like really well-known actors and comedians and really famous people talking about their ayahuasca experience. It's a plant medicine. So whenever I, whenever I went in, um, whenever I first went in and I took it, um, I had it in my head that it was like a drug and the spirit whispered in my ear, this isn't a drug, this is a medicine. Yeah, but it's, it is it is a thing like as in you can Google um, these kind of... And it's like fully legal in those countries. Plants. Yeah, it's very different to like man-made drugs. It's like um, an organized ceremony as well. So like you're proper, yeah. proper looked after. Yeah, yeah. For like people thinking that we're talking about doing loads of like illegal drugs, that's not what we're talking about. I don't know. But um, it's just very, very interesting and I love it. Like, I, I would say it's it. changed my life for the better. Yeah. That's huge, like, do you know what I mean? How long does it go on for? Like, Um, so the ayahuasca ceremony, it's you're not like you're not like tripping out for 12 hours, but it's like a 12 hour ceremony throughout the whole night. Oh, so you're just awake the whole night or like, you know, out of it, like, oh, that's unreal. And when you're, by the way, when you're like sort of like seeing stuff, you're fully conscious of what's going on. You're like, you're not, you're not like out of control or anything. It's not like the movies where someone does it and they like, you know, cut off their own hand and walk off a no, crib. No, 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 no. It's nothing it's, it's, like that. Yeah. It's like a beautiful organized ceremony. And like it's all like it's all love. And like I, I'd be walking around and at the end of the night, we're all like around the campfire in the middle of the jungle with a full moon. And everyone's like singing and dancing and giving each other hugs. And everyone just has so much love for life. Like everyone yeah. just loves life so much. It kind of brings out to my next question which is that you live like such a fun creative lifestyle that I think so many people would love so what's your life philosophy and your motto and what do you say to someone when they're like oh my god you're so carefree I'd love to be more like that you know share your mindset for people um oh that's a good question so I think I started off being just like fuck it if I wanted to do something fuck what anyone thinks um, just yeah. go with it if you want to do it just fucking do it like it's your life you can only do whatever you want to do like who cares what other people think do you know what I mean yeah. um and yeah if you if you if you love something if you want to do something just do it for yourself like just don't care what other people think that's what I mainly say and whenever you start following the things that you love and the fo- things that you're like passionate about then you'll like I don't know like you just yeah. have just like the love for life so like when you're when you picture your life in five or ten more years where do you want to be what type of life do you want to live not like what do you want to have accomplished but like what type of person do you think you want to be in life you want to have um oh that's a good question as well so like I wouldn't like I write goals for like this year but like yeah. I couldn't be like oh my god in 10 years I'm gonna be this because I could have be something completely different but I sort of my like my idea of success is living life as your true self being happy and I my, one of my big values is freedom I don't want to work for anyone else ever again I want to be free traveling the world and just doing whatever I want to do and where does like TikTok play into your life so for anyone who doesn't know Kegs he has a huge following on TikTok I feel like that's kind of where you grew your following and then obviously Instagram grew as a result so what's it like being an Irish TikTok star (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um Yeah. yeah I sort of just I sort of just randomly so basically I met these like people in Ibiza and like I at the start of lockdown at the very start of lockdown uh, like the very first one I remember being like is that I when you started do- no 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 that's not when oh. I started I remember oh. having the idea being like I want to start social media I want to do this yeah. I want to do that and like I just never had the balls I just I just cared what people thought too much 
Yeah. And I just didn't do it. And then went to Ibiza for the summer. Uh, 2020. In 20, this is 2020, I. Yeah. Um, 2020 was maybe for the summer. And then I started meeting a lot of people that summer who do like influencing and who do like social media for their jobs. And I was just like, if they can do it, I can do it. So after I came home from Ibiza, it was like October time, I think. Yeah. Um, I literally just started putting up videos and I just started shutting shit on the camera. Uh, any thought that sort of came into my head. I didn't TikTok really know what to do first. Uh, this is TikTok. Yeah. I, I was sort of, I've sort of sort of started trying to talk on my stories more on Instagram when I was in Mexico. Um, yeah. But I started TikTok. My account was delayed at Christmas, went away. And then I took a break from it. And then I started again this year in like April time. And then I just started, I just make videos all the time. I love it. Oh my God, you've grown so fast in a it's few months. Cha- it's changed my life. It really, really has. I love it so Literally, much. I, I had it in my head that like, you've been doing it for ages. Jack kind of ways. when you say you were only thinking it, like you literally only started just before 2021. So you could say you've only been doing it like a year and a half, maybe max yeah. really. And you had like 100,000 followers and that kind of got deleted. You started again. Like yeah. how, like if someone was sitting here and they actually want a TikTok account, what would be your advice for them? what would like my advice to start TikTok? Yeah, um, starting it and like, how did you grow and things like that? Uh, literally, um, that's a good question. I would say, be yourself. Talk about things that you love. Talk about things that you know. Um, talk about like your sort of personality sets because you might be very unique in your area or like you might have like nothing in common with say the people down the road, but it's a big massive world. People yeah. will relate to you. People will um like have similarities to you around the world like tiktok is global so yeah. put yourself out there be your true self talk about your interests your hobbies the things that you love to do and it'll come up it'll end up coming up on some people's for you pages who relate to you do you know what i mean yeah um and if you have a niche like say you're a makeup artist or say you love cooking or say you love mindset and positivity focus on your niche focus on the things that you actually love to do because there's yeah. so many different niches out there oh <gasps> i love it um, but yeah no tiktok i love it so much like and i one of them i like one of my big things about TikTok is that I love is that I didn't realize I'd done it at the start, but whenever I get people like messaging me and coming up to me in person being like, you've actually had such a positive impact on my life from like just being who you are. It makes me feel like I'm okay to be who I am and stuff. And I'm just like, I love that so much. Like it actually, that's, that's, that's why, that's what I thrive off now. Like helping people, yeah, other people be happy and having other people love themselves and having other people love their lives. That's what I thrive for. I love it and you you definitely do that I feel like you are someone who is there to help people like the minute I met you like I just I even do you're one of those people like if you were standing beside you you just your mood would lift like do you know what I mean like if, <laughs> if you're one of my best friends and I was having a shitty day I'd pick up the phone and call you <laughs> I love somewhere. that All those are advice. your vibes for other people like um so it's actually no surprise you grew so fast anyways because that's just you which I and love also, so much you have to have a strong mind prepare for the hate because TikTok you're if you have any way public in the tiktok you're guaranteed to get a lot of hate like it's ridiculous but it's true so like for example my wee brother is a teenager and he wants to do it and i'm like i'm not letting you do it like really you do not have, you do not have the mental uh, capacity to deal with the abuse <gasps> so like, okay so it, talk about that a little bit so for people who are thinking like that's a fair good warning um even this podcast like i wouldn't have done this two years ago i wouldn't have had the mental capacity to put myself mm-hmm. out there it is a, it is a huge side and that could potentially derail you in your life or 100 i you know what i mean so yeah um, talk about that for a sec so if i had have done tiktok three two two three years ago 
I would not have been able to deal with the hell the hate. I would have been like, oh my god, what the fuck? Everyone hates me. Um, but now because I've went on a spiritual journey, I've learned to love myself and love my life. I know I'm a good person. I know. Um, I know that I'm a <laughs> hello, Dad. Hi. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, what was I saying? Um. Oh yeah. So I, I know I'm a good person. Uh, yeah. I know I'm a good person, and I know I would never do any harm to another person or anything like that. So for this hate to come to me, I'm just like, you know what? They're just sad people who hate themselves and hate their own lives and yeah. they just portray their negative and hatred on other people and I actually really feel sorry for those people and I'd actually love to help those people like whenever people give me really bad hate I'm just like I'm gonna send them my love because they obviously have really really deep issues in their own lives um, and yeah. so that's what you have to understand like pe- happy people don't hate no I, I, mean? I just and it's not even just happy people I feel like kind people don't hate because I've been miserable in my life but I've still oh, yeah. not gone on TikTok and troll people 100%. like I don't I don't understand like you're not murdering people you're not there like killing animals you're posting a funny video or you're just taking the pace or having a laugh like 100% why do people get so angry I don't understand like, I don't get it either like I like even when I'm scrolling through TikTok if I like I barely even think a negative thing about another person like I barely even think same. a negative thing about a person never mind actually go out of your way to send it to write them it and press send you know, kind of way, to them and not them. even to someone else that they'll never know like directly to them baffling bad for them like they obviously just have sad lives and yeah. I just live my best life baby <laughs> yeah literally and I feel like they're actually even though if you get loads of like think about views versus comments right and then filter mm. out the good comments with the small percentages are bad and think how many people have watched the video a lot of those people probably were like oh yeah funny or yeah cool and kept scrolling do you know what I mean yeah. I feel like there is so many more good people or people who just don't ca- like don't care yeah. but like not in a bad way that kind of way that's what I kind of noticed as well because like I you see the hit and then it's like sort of maybe these even to the next comments but when I'm scrolling I never comment to people's videos really yeah so like a lot of people love the videos but they just don't comment nice things you know what I mean exactly it's five and you should be so proud of yourself as well I think (laughs) um which goes to my next question because you definitely seem like someone who knows a lot of people like a lot of business people and influencers and just kind of really well-known cool people so my question is what are your tips on networking? Because you are definitely someone who's very well connected. Networking. That's a good question. I actually made a TikTok about this yesterday. because Someone asked me, how do you find all these jobs all across the world? Because like, I just randomly worked in all these places. And I was like, networking. Networking is your best friend. Because yeah. I wouldn't have got a job in Ibiza. Because I met a girl in Magaluf who got me a job in Ibiza. From that Ibiza job, I got a job in a ski resort. And I got the job in Miami from people I've met. and then I got another like it's just all about who you meet and like you might even think that people that you meet could benefit you in the future but like people everyone's a everyone's a contact everyone can have a benefit to your life um so I just say just chat to everyone try and make this base friendly and just have to crack with everyone as many people as you possibly can I don't know Um, like would you ever like slide into people's like so I'd be someone now like if I pass someone and I think oh that's really cool I'll like comment on their picture or whatever like I'm a big into that because when people do it to me I love it especially when it's unexpected so are like what are your let's say tips or what are your like advice to network better would you slide into the people's dms would you comment would you follow like or is uh, it just a lot of the time you've met these people in person um I would say to be fair I know what you mean by commenting and not there so a lot of people who do social media maybe like I would have followed them and maybe like comments on their photos and stuff and then you sort of make a connection that way and maybe like meet up at events or anything um yeah. but I say a lot of the people that I've met is basically just through traveling so like when you live in Ibiza there was a lot of like people 
who do like social media and stuff like that there um yeah. obviously a lot of people who travel that is their job because they have the freedom to travel so you meet yeah. a lot of people that way as well um but yeah if you sort of want to reach out to someone to make them as like a contact or get on a podcast or anything like that definitely like show an interest in them at least like definitely like comment on their stuff and maybe message them saying they're smashing yeah. it or whatever and yeah then, and that's if you genuinely think you're not talking about being fake here. Like, obviously, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. that sounds true 100% if you're just messaging someone to use them. So um, that's something to say as well. And if you were in person with someone or like, and you just spotted someone, you're like, actually, they're really cool. Would you mm-hmm. walk over to them and chat to them? Or like, would you have any fears about doing things like that? Um, I don't really know. I don't like, I've, I've been in situations where I've been surrounded by like, like A-list celebrities and stuff. And I've just, you just, you just act cool. Like I wouldn't even like, up to them or nothing and like, yeah. you, like i was at a party the other week and i was like there was like roman camp and keith lemon and all these people were there and yeah. i was just standing and i was just chatting away to roman camp as if i didn't know him i just pretended i didn't know who he was and then yeah. we just got chatting and had a bit of crack do you know what i mean became friendly yeah. um yeah. So things like that there like you don't i don't like acknowledge like oh my god you're blah blah, blah. oh um, yeah yeah no like fangirling type behavior you know? even for example um nicole o'brien who's on my first episode of my podcast i remember she's on too hot to handle yeah. And I remember the reason I met her was because I was in London and I was at this party and I seen her and Chloe, who was on the show as well. And I seen them and I was like, right, I know who they are. But I just like didn't acknowledge them because like, I don't like going up to people like that. And then just as the night went on, we just ended up chatting to them randomly in the smoke there. Like we just had conversation, had the crack and yeah. had the banter and became friendly that way. Yeah. And then it turns out she recognized me from tiktok or something like that as well and then we were like oh my god and then we became friends then next thing she's the first of my podcast it's like see it's all about networking that way organic so basically what you're saying is like just kind of go about your go about your like day or whatever go about your life and don't be intimidated by people and just kind of let the flow happen but also don't let yourself stop talking to someone or don't let like don't psych yourself out and don't be intimidated by anyone just like they're only human being and if it just so happens that way just be cool about it and just you know just be normal be yourself be chill be friendly and just act as if they're like normal people yeah don't don't be like coming across too keen or coming across like oh my god fangirl in the river yeah that's if you want that's if you want to like actually become like friendly with them if you know what I mean So kind of staying on the social media trend and the fact that you be well known and know a lot of people, I would say that your DMs are scandalous. I would say <laughs> you have just such good crack because like your TikTok and everything you do, you're so open and you're just just mad like in the best way. So you definitely get like funny DMs. <laughs> yeah, mental DMs. Trying yeah. to think of a few. So I had a DM the other week. Um what was it what was it oh this guy basically messaged me and was like um do you know what something philia i can't remember the actual name of it something philia is and i was like that's a weird but i usually don't reply to weird like message requests like that i'd like ignore it but i was interested to see what that was so i was like no what is that and he goes um where you take a video and you pretend that you're a giant and i'm an insect and i'm living in your shoe and I want you to pretend that I'm an insect living in your shoe and you're talking about how this insect loves living in my sweaty shoe whilst I walk around all day. Wow. And then at the end of the video, I have to take him out of my shoe, put him on the bed, and I have to pretend to sit on this man who thinks he's an insect whilst I'm a giant. I was like, what? what? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Are you okay? No, literally, like, what the fuck? I've never even heard of that. That's honestly nuts. And it's apparently it's a common thing because I have a lot, quite a lot of friends Um. Uh, who do like proper like only fans like full time and they sit the messages that they get is like the stuff that they 
the stuff that they get is like absolutely insane like <gasps> like like just not just things you think like normal like sexual things or whatever foot fetishes like that really is, fucking crazy things that's like the only I only have like really I have a few those like kind of weird DMs like someone trying to buy my socks and stuff but the only like thing that reminds me of I had this fella in my DMs and he was like um he was like oh I do you, I'll pay you 500 euros to do something that's like non-naked non-sexual no face whatever like and I was like who is going to pay for something that's literally like all this I was so curious and I like messaged the guys and they're like mess them back see who's on back I was like okay and basically what this fellow wanted me to do was to send him a video um, and not even my face in it, like normal clothes, not like revealing clothes or anything. And he'd pay for the clothes and pay for 500 plus per video. And he'd send me out live snails and you like and he sent me on videos of all these other girls that had done it. And he'd like held like you hold the snail up to the camera and then you put it on a chair and you sit on it and you just heard like in the videos, the girls like the snails shall like crack it and everything. And then like they stand up and like show the smush snail on them and on the chair <laughs> what the that's fuck? disgusting like yeah that's the that's weirdest one like and as he sent the message he was like deleting the previous ones and he's like are you going to do it yes or no and i'm not even going to lie like a sick part of my mind was like that'd be fair easy money very easy money but that's actually <laughs> but i was that. like no nah. <laughs> can't hurt a wee snail like i know that i like i never <laughs> really thought about how i felt about like animal cruelty things like that but and i was like the poor snail and i was and like I also like weird. Uh, I was, like, whenever i lived in ibiza there was basically so obviously Ibiza workers, a lot of people are skint. But yeah. There was this guy um in Ibiza and he basically paid workers to basically treat him like a slave. So yeah. this guy would basically book out like he's obviously really rich, but obviously yeah. really fucked up in the head. Um he would book like hotel rooms, like really, really like the most fanciest expensive hotel rooms. And like yeah. say a few workers would go and they would basically he would ask like want them to abuse him and they but a lot, of, a lot of people wouldn't like, wouldn't actually like to abuse them. And um, I've seen videos of my friends, like, like they would be standing on him. They'd like, he'd like sit underneath the cushions on the sofa and they'd be sitting on him, like watching TV because he wanted to be, pretend to be a part of the sofa. And like, they would be like demanding him to like massage his, their feet. And he, like, he wanted them to be like, you like proper giving them abuse and treating them yeah. like absolute shit. And like the right. one was a, there was a there was a funny video where I seen where he was lying with his legs open and all they were all taking turns like playing bowling and rolling apples at his <gasps> like bits. Oh! And he was like he wanted them to do that. What the and fuck? And he paid he paid he paid them thousands to treat him like like, what like shit. The fuck? I was like people are absolutely tapped in the head. No, like when you get to that feel, like when you get to that level of money and stuff, you'll come across the most um like yeah. obscure people. Like what the hell? Mental mental that's like proper like bdsm like yeah. but you, know what, you know what i've realized as well from like sort of being in the social media world and sort of traveling as well like obviously we're like normal normal enough people yeah <laughs> um yeah. like we're normal enough people but I, like i would say a lot of people a lot more than you think a lot more people in this world are really like have all these crazy sides to them like not wise yeah it's that's just fucking mental and we actually i i wondered i don't know what we were talking about but like with friends one time but we were talking about like you know how loads of lads have foot fetishes and like i'm such like a curious person so i went investigating why it is and it's like that 
the part of the male brain where like the feet are, whatever, I don't know, whatever part of your brain controls feet and like sexual pleasure are right beside each other. And sometimes some men have like a neurological link between the two. And that's why they find feet like so sexy and all that crack. So you and like every brain is different. So you know that like that could be why pain and sexual pleasure are tied for some people. Like you just never know what way your brain is literally wired. Yeah. So it might not even be from trauma or anything. It could be literally just the way you are. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. which is That's why mad. I want they say like with pedophiles and stuff that they can't be cured because like if like a pedophile will always re-offend because like Shit. they just they can't so they it's can't. like a mental illness that you're born yeah with. it's like a compulsion like they can't help it like that okay. kind of way it's literally how their brain is wired like obviously so it's so sad. sick horrific like but yeah is it crazy so sad. what the fuck yeah I know, but that's mental i always wonder like why do people i don't know i couldn't get it like i do not understand why people love fate like it just doesn't make sense to me i know and when i read that i was like that's mad so yeah how what would your advice be to someone younger who might have been like struggling with their sexuality and struggling with being bullied what what's your advice to them because there is definitely a lot of younger lads who look at you and see themselves mm. and might be struggling um and what would you say to them to help them out that's a really good question. Um, I feel like whenever I was struggling at like my age, whenever I was like, coming out, I'm from like a small town. There's like ne- next to no gay people here really that are like o- they're open at that time. Um, I didn't really have anyone to look up to or anything like that, and I just didn't know what to do. And I sort of lost the plot and was like pretending to be someone I wasn't, and um, going off the rails. But then, if I'm giving advice to say my younger self, it would be to so my advice would be is that once you start living life as your true self that is when you're going to be happy like if you live life as your true self if you hide who you are and like I know when I was like 17 18 I was like or not even 17 18 when I was like 16 maybe I was like I am never going to tell anyone I'm going to keep this for myself forever and that made me like badly like in a bad headspace bad negative vibes and because it was pretend to be someone I wasn't yeah once you accept who you are live life as your true self and be open that's when you're going to be happy. That's when you start attracting the good, positive things into your life because you're living life to yourself. And like, if people don't accept you, which they should, but it's 2022, like if you are that behind the times, then you're a dick, like get with the times. Yeah. But yeah, if they don't accept you, then they're not your people. Like if yeah. the people who love and accept you or the people who love and care about you and who actually mean something in your life, they'll accept you no matter what. Yeah. So were you like that with like, you know 17 18 when you came out and was it like after you came out was it like a big relief or what was that transition like um I would say I'm trying to think back I would say it was some way in a relief but I still sort of I was like half open half not like I was still kind of hiding who I was but still like sort of being gay like it was just the in-between sort of phase yeah. it wasn't until I literally when traveling was when I was like this is who I fucking am yeah because I just didn't care yeah then um but yeah it was definitely a journey for a few years they're like but now I love my life so much and I, I would would not want to be straight <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking fuck um, the women <laughs> <laughs> fuck the women no, I'm joking. yeah no yeah but um no I, lo- I love that I lo- and I would it would really break my heart if this day and age there was people you know scared to come out especially like I'm saying if you're not with times this age like go fuck yourself do you know what I mean like honestly honestly so I would I feel like 
I've, depending where you are, you can be from being unfortunately from a very backwards thinking place. Like there's definitely corners of Ireland that are quite backwards. Yeah. And there's also parts of Ireland that are only literally an hour down the road where no one gives a shit. No one gives so, a shit. I feel like where I'm from is a wee bit behind the times. Um, yeah. But it's, it's not too bad. But like even that comment earlier to my brother, I was like, there could be people in that class that are friends with those lads and that are in the closet and like know they're gay and their mates are being like it's not normal to be gay in Ireland like and that's going to affect them negatively do you know what I mean like parents need to educate their kids properly and you ever find that sometimes the people that like give the most abuse and bullying are secretly like questioning their own sexuality it's it's actually not like (gasps) one of a guy who basically gave me a really hard time definitely is gay like (laughs) yeah yeah just to end on a note if you had a life motto like a mantra what would your mantra be like mine is I love quality over quantity and I love it's better to be sorry than safe I used to be someone who used to think like oh it's better to be safe than sorry and someone it was the summer 2020 we'd gone away at our friends and I was asking people what their mantras were and I was writing them down and one lad was like it's better to be sorry than safe and I was like a hundred percent do you oh know what God, I mean? I never thought of it though. And I was like, that so resonated with me because I felt like my whole life I've been playing safe and yeah, like no, always so overcalculated. And I was like, I fucking love that. So those are my two mantras. Oh my God, my mantra. I haven't actually, I probably should think of one, shouldn't I? Um, I wrote one down on my phone. Hold on, I'll get it up. All we have is now. It's my wallpaper. Oh, I feel like that perfectly describes you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally live that every single day. <laughs> literally. I love it. But anyways, I'm going to wrap this up here now. So thanks a million for coming on the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Of course. And best luck with your podcast. You're going to kill it. I'm buzzing to listen. And yeah, everyone, I'll chat to you next week. Bye. Bye.